what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson, as those of you watching on video can see over in the bottom corner here. And then off to my right, which is me pointing this direction, is my brother, my brother in tech, Brian Jackson. Brian, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just clarifying. My name is there as well. So it was right. Just Your name you. is... Yes. Hold on. Nope, there nope. it is. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Nope. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're right. Great. Yeah. yeah. We have. We both have our names up there. What do you know? How how convenient yeah. is that? Uh, this okay. is brother. Oh, that was fun. Tech. Do you want to? Are we done? Or is that, we're that? done. That was our episode <laughs> on how to identify yourself on a live stream video. Nice. Uh, this is brothers in tech. This is a show where we get together, and Brian and I are actual brothers. We live on the opposite ends of the country from one another, but we still get together every week and talk technology and primarily talking about home family or personal technology so getting into kind of things that you, you might use every day or uh, or things that you may be interested in starting to use in your everyday life and uh, we like to explore different topics every time we get together and we will have a topic to discuss today as well uh, right Brian yeah. or, Right. We got a topic. Yeah, we, that, we do have. We do have a topic. Yes, <laughs> we do. I'm, I'm clarifying. I want to make sure we do okay. have a topic. <laughs> That's right. That's, That's right. You may, you may not be prepared, but I have. I have thought about this. Yes. So, do we do we have we notes? Do have did we actually did we prepare something for this? Oh, we did. We did. Well, I, I did. I did. Yes. Did I have I seen these notes? Do I know what no. we're talking about? No. Yeah. Or, does it really matter? Does it really matter? No. I'm just going to sit there and nod my head. Yeah. I will tell you. Um, Okay. Now, just before we get into our topic, we are going to talk about something tech-related in a minute, I promise. Um, but I had some people uh, that were telling me last night, they were viewers of the show, and they were just commenting about some Whoa. of the things they, they like. And, um, and and they're not family members, which is always nice and a plus to, well, to hear. Okay. I didn't didn't realize those and, two things weren't, right. you know, one and the same. So, okay. uh, so the thing was they, uh, they commented about how much uh, they enjoyed, you know, the fact that we're brothers and we kind of uh, uh, talk with one another and sometimes they're a little, can be a little biting towards each other, which is fine. But what I thought was really funny is they said that they can tell very obviously when one of us is on a roll, is on a tangent, is just going kind of deep and the other one's starting to zone out a little bit. They can tell watching the the faces, they can see up oh, I can see Alan's, Alan's kind of drifting away. Alan is not engaged with what's going on. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I mean that checks out. That's yeah. probably right. Yeah, that is well. And I, right. I thought maybe it had something to do with how much, how much, how much drinking is happening during the time. You know how how, how much is left in Alan and Brian's glass by the uh, the end, right? And whether yeah. we're really engaged with what's going on. So that's true. I think it's funny. So if you see me, uh, I'll just ask anybody to kind of hit the little thumbs up button whenever you see one of us starting to. <laughs> kind of zone out a little bit, maybe losing interest in what the other person is having to say uh, or, or wanting them to wrap it up a little bit. So we'll just keep that in mind. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Brian, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the health app and uh, we are talking about the Apple iPhone health app. 
<clears throat> Correct. Right. So yes. just to kind of set this up, as you, as Brian just said, it says the iPhone or iOS health app. So probably won't mean a whole lot to anybody who's not on a iPhone or iPad device at all. But we know that there's tons of iPhone users out there and it's an app that comes installed with your phone. When you, when you uh, turn your phone on, the health app is there. Yep. It is running from the time you start your phone up. And it has some great valuable information and some ways it could use it. I know for a fact, a lot of people that <clears throat> see it first time they open it up, you see some basic information that we're going to explain in a little bit. And then they're like, okay, well that's all it does. And they've kind of signed off. They've, they've ignored it now going forward, not really using it. And that's not, that's not what you should do. There's a lot you can do with this help app. If you're on a iPhone device um, so we want to kind of talk you through what it is, what it will do, and how you can make the best use of it as we go forward. All right? Yeah. So, well, and let's yeah. and let's be honest, Alan. We've we've mentioned this before. Apple is not very good at educating the users on all the things that its devices can do. Right? Very I true. Think Apple 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 has always had the the perspective, in my opinion, that they want you to jump in and just start playing with the device and they want you to stumble mm -hmm. upon things over time. So I kind of think that there's a, there's a little bit of a purposeful, you know, process that they want you to go through, which is use the things initially play around. And then they actually want you to stumble up across new things in the future. Um, but unfortunately that can lead people not to get the most out of their devices. So I think that's one of the things we want to bring today is, there are some things that you may not have any clue that your phone is tracking and or can track so that you might have a, a benefit with, uh, you know, looking at your health. So, yeah, you're not I, I already that, or no. What, what did yeah. you say? Could you repeat what you just said? Or last <laughs> I didn't get it. I didn't get a thumbs up or anything yet, but no. I, just, I, just um, I, I do think that's a good point. You're right. Apple doesn't do very good in, in the whole explanation yeah. thing. And in some apps that works, some apps, I think, you know, some operations on the phone, it is good to get in there and just kind of learn it and, and feel it out. Right. The health one, I'll admit, unless um, I really took the the time to sit down and go through it and figure out what all I could do with it, I could see how people would really glance over it pretty quickly uh, without yeah. spending time on it. So we're going to kind of talk through that and hopefully help everybody make the best use of this app on your phone, uh, especially when we're talking about health, it's something I know. Many people are interested in, and they're they're buying a lot of products that are health related products. They're tracking health in other devices. Maybe this health app might actually be a good way to uh, to put it all in one place, a little bit easier yep. for you. Yep. So, so Brian, how about I'm I'm going to turn on your phone first? Is that okay? Okay, sure. Let's, uh, Make sure you take off anything you don't want us to. Sorry, on. yeah, I had to get some of those notifications off. Yep, go yep. for it. There we go. All right, so let's let's talk about this. This is the health app. When you open it up right. on your Apple iPhone or uh, is it on the iPad? You know, <laughs> that was a good it? question. When we, when we mentioned iOS earlier, I said iPhone and I just immediately thought, I don't know if it is. I, I'm pretty sure it can be. I just don't think it is. Native. I will verify that while you are setting up this part. Please do. Please do. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is the, um, this would be this one of the screens that could pop open when you open up the health app. Um, and if you'll notice down at the bottom, there are three kind of tabs uh, that you could open into. One is called summary, one says sharing, and then one says browse. And I'm underneath the browse right now, which is it's going to give you all the categories of uh, health information that it can 
uh, put together in one place. You know, Alan, you and I mentioned this briefly uh, before we got on the air here that, uh, you know, I think I think the health app itself um, is very similar to the Apple TV app, right? Anybody that has an Apple TV and knows that there's an Apple TV app on there. And we've talked about it in the past, how we thought, you know, initially when it came out, it was really somewhat useless, right? It kind of, it, it was a place that was going to show you the things that are on other apps that you might want to go to, right? But it also had very little access to several of those other apps. So, and it still does, right? Not to get off topic, but, you know, Netflix is not involved in all of that. But now I think we're all starting to see, or at least I am from the Apple TV side, the benefit of that type of app, because Mm -hmm. it does bring together lots of bits of data. That's the same thing that I think the health app is trying to do. And that may be the reason why when they first put it out, people didn't see the benefit from it. They were using another app, choosing to do all their data through that particular app and not realizing that their phone and these other third-party apps can bring things together. So so what you're looking at here is these are the categories, the health categories that, um, that the health app can provide you with information or store information about. So you can see activity, body measurements on down through uh, other data allows you to go and see some more specific things that might be there. So if I pull that mm-hmm. up, you can click click uh, or be able to get data that you could input either from other apps or manually yourself. Um, so, but these are, the, these are the main ones. These are the ones that uh, I think we want to go over a few of them today to tell you, you know, what is it that it's going to be recording automatically just from mm-hmm. your phone? And then how might we be able to bring in data from other sources as well? So, you know, I think that's that may be a first part we ought to talk about, Alan, is that this is a way to bring data in from lots of different uh, devices and apps, right? And of course, the very first device that it automatically pulls in from is the phone itself, right? And so the phone natively, itself has lots of things. So even if you did not own any other device for monitoring your health, or any other app you purchased for health tracking. Out of the box, the health app on the iPhone, and it is just iPhone, I did clarify, it's not iPad. Okay. okay. <laughs> on the iPhone, the out of the box Apple health app will track a few functions, but right. not many by itself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and so think about it, you know, you, uh, your phone, because of the way that it has lots of ability to do different things, like if you turn it sideways, it recognizes you're turning it sideways. It has some uh, it has some sensors in it that can be very beneficial for basic movements, right? Okay. You know, if you put it in your pocket and you keep it in your pocket all day long, it will recognize how many steps you've taken throughout the day because mm-hmm. it recognizes mm-hmm. the swing. Uh, the accelerometer that's in your your iPhone is going to register when your leg swings or yeah. when the, you know, uh, contact with the ground and makes a, a small kind of a pedometer uh, movement. So, so it's going to give you movement like that. It's going to give you what it estimates to be your, um, how far you walked that day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do believe, Alan, if I'm not mistaken, it, it won't, use GPS data to actually measure how far you've gone until you tell it to, you know, if you were doing it as part of a workout and said, by the way, I want you to use my GPS to see the true distance that I'm traveling. Um, 
because, and that's a good thing that it doesn't do that. It's a good thing that it's not constantly doing because that would wear your battery down. Uh, tremendously. Oh, that's true. But, GPS wear that battery down. You're right. So that's a good yeah. point. But, but at the same time, if you really want to get specific about exactly how far you went, I mean, you do have the option of giving it capability to track the, GPS. That's right? right. That's right. Yeah. If you go out for a walk and you've got an app on your phone that you say, I'm going for a walk and it's tracking a lot of those apps will go and start using your GPS for that particular workout, yeah. um, and that's going to to log in. But even if you don't enable any GPS, uh, mm-hmm. it will it will get what it estimates to be the distance that you traveled that day, and that's just by normal stride length. You know, it recognizes how tall you are and what your normal stride length would mm-hmm. be every step, yeah. and then says, "Okay, you did ten thousand steps, so you walked." You know, whatever, four and a half miles. Yeah, yeah, it does an approximation yeah. based on the length of your stride. And it's tracking Correct. that by the movement and swing that the phone experiences as, as you walk. Right. And then if you've already entered in somewhere your height, the phone doesn't know your height by default. But if you put in your height, right. it right. then can use that to extrapolate what a distance may be, right? Yep, yep, yep. And so I think iPhone, it, that's really important, right, is that you – if you're going to use anything with health, and we'll mention this again later, do make sure that your body measurements are in there and that you update those regularly. If you're someone yep. that tends to go through transitions of different, uh, mm-hmm. you know, weight, body fat, and all of that sort of thing, the more data you can give it that is accurate that way, because it won't recognize those things unless it's getting yep. it from a different sensor. Um, but if you put those things in, then all of your data becomes more accurate. So just again, kind of clarify by default, the iPhone with your health app open will track your movement, like the amount of movement you make in a day. Yep. Uh, steps that you take. It can uh, approximate flights of stairs. Just flights by, of stairs. Mm-hmm. So it can get, estimate that based on not only the, how the phone is moving up and down, but also your stride and pace going up. So it'll track all of that. So you can, if, you, if all you wanted to know is how much am I moving throughout the day? Yep. Your phone in your pocket with the health app running will track that and give you a summary of that right away. It will. It will. Yeah. So if I click on, if I click on activity. Yep. Right. So you'll see right there at the. These are all your activity metrics for today. This is just, yeah, this is just showing you for today. Uh, I have been sitting at my desk all day long uh, and doing very little uh, walking, but as as you can see that it's recognizing now, now here's something key to, to, to understand about the health app. The health app is really smart mm-hmm. when you connect it to other devices. So okay. I happen to have an Apple Watch. Alan, I think you do as well. When mm-hmm. it knows that you have an Apple Watch, it knows that the Apple Watch should be the default of recognizing your steps, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't carry my phone everywhere, but I do have my watch on all the time when I'm walking. So the watch itself has its own accelerometer. It understands, you know, when the arm swing and you know, how many steps you're taking, it's be able to, to approximate that. So your steps yeah. are actually going to come from the watch if you have an Apple Watch connected to it. And then it'll default back again to the phone if you do not. Uh, so, so is it clear? Is it safe to say that if you have a watch, Apple Watch, and it's obviously tied in with it, your measurements and the whole movement side of thing are going to be more accurate? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, More no, accurate. No no Not question. to say that the phone can't track your movement by itself, but if you really wanted to get a more precise amount of movement, having the watch on your wrist and it's tied in, it's going to feed data from that the watch collects into your phone, into the Apple Health app, and that your your data is going to be a lot more refined. 
It is, yeah. And 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 just yeah. you know, think about it again. If if now if you carried your watch all the time, let's say you strapped your watch. I'm sorry, you strapped your phone to your leg mm-hmm. in the morning when you got up, and you kept it to your leg all day long. It may actually get better data that way than a watch would because you can swing your arms faster than you actually are walking, but your leg swing is going to be, but we know people don't do that. I mean, now people Mm -hmm. put them in their pocket. Sometimes they set them down, but the fact that the watch is there and it's actually recognizing when you're truly standing, not standing when you're moving around. Um, So I think you're going to get a better, uh, better data from that. Plus, as we will talk about a little later, that you can get all sorts of other data from the watch that starts to feed into this, right? It's got other sensors that are, uh, that are really useful. So, so at this point, though, we're kind of seeing the max of what you're able to get natively just using the phone by itself. It's really just this movement for the yep. most part that you're getting access to. Brian, right. before, we, before we move on to the next category, I just can you just go back up to the steps for me? Yeah, there yes. at the top. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure I'm reading that correctly. So 1232. Okay. I, I have mine as well. I just want to kind of bring up and see how mm-hmm. we're comparing. Oh, wow. Look at that. That's a, huh. That's a what lot, is that? that's a lot more yeah. than, oh, sorry. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. blocked my phone. Uh, that's a, well, is that 45? Am I reading that right? 4583. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's more than, than what you did. Okay. Yeah. You, you do realize you're three hours ahead of me, right? And that's plenty of time. You, to, you still to got time to go that. catch up. I got All of a sudden, immediately after this recording, I see Brian's there's, numbers jack up. There is no question. There is no question okay. that will. No, no. I only bring this up. The challenge is probably. There. This is probably one of the only few days that this actually happened. So I'm just making sure it's noted. Yeah, so that's fine. All right. Can I also mention we have historical data in here if we'd like to look at any of that? Well, and I, I think I, mine's not tracking historical data. I don't think. <laughs> I think that's somehow that's voided out. Gone. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. All right. I, I know not to make a pick a fight on this one because mm-hmm. you're nine times mm-hmm. out of ten you're going to beat me on this. But anyway, yeah. go right ahead. All right. So, so that's uh, movement. Yeah. So just activity. recognize there are some other things that are going on in here. Energy. Anytime you see something like energy, it's not going to be coming from your phone. Right. Energy uh, is anytime that it's starting to try to say how much work you're actually doing, not just how far you're going. There's no sensor for that. Right. The phone itself does not have a sensor for that. So that's where the watch uh, or if you have another uh, uh, if you have another uh, device, maybe it's a a garment or something that is also fitting in. Yep. One of those that actually is recognizing uh, heart rate. Uh, blood flow, that sort of thing, then it can start to do some calculations on how hard you're working and the amount of energy you're putting in. So, you know, if I didn't have a watch here uh, connected, most likely you just see steps. You would see maybe the walking, running distance if I took the phone as I was running, that sort of thing. All right. Okay. So it's pretty pretty standard about movement. Um, yeah. But it's going to add on these other metrics based on what other devices or apps you're using to feed data to the health app. That's Um, correct. Yep. Okay. Got it. All right. Yep. So I'm going to, I'm going to go back here and and I want to show something maybe before we get too far. um, That's probably assuming you haven't jumped in and used this health app before um, when you do open it up. And probably most importantly, if you see in the top right here, you'll see the little icon for my profile, Mm -hmm. uh, me as a person. If I click on the profile, okay, this is where, this is where you need to visit really early on as you you want to start using the health app. 
you need to go to this and make sure that you're filling out some very important things. Um, so health details, right? This is where if I click on that, you can actually give date of birth. You can give your blood type. Uh, you can go in and add information that might be beneficial for someone else to find. Because mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. to me, this is probably the most important part about the health app is that it can become your health record, yeah. right? It's actually made to, um, you know, if if I were to... If I were to, to go out uh, on a run and pass out on the sidewalk and someone were to come and find me and I had my phone with me, it's made to where if I'm not conscious, they should be able to take my phone and I have turned it on. There's a, there's a setting in here, which I, I would highly advise people to do, that says that someone should be able to get to my health records without having to unlock my phone. Yes. Okay. And for those of you who have seen that before, you can... You know, on your on your lock screen, you can tell it. I think it's when you tell it you want to shut it off or something, and it says, "Do you want to? What yeah. is it? The uh, medical ID or the call SOS or something like that?" Right? There's all right. these options. Yeah. Just, uh, I really want to make sure people are clear on this. I mean, if you fill in your health details, and there's even the medical ID option up there to kind of show yeah. you what what information would be available to someone that got your phone if you were incapacitated or, or hurt or unconscious or anything for any reason, this medical ID screen is the information that they would then have access to. So again, they can't unlock your phone. They can't get into anything else on your phone, but they can get into the medical ID if you've given the phone in your settings permission to do that. Right. Right. Very important. Cause again, like Brian said, if you, on I had a good friend who was on a bike accident and terribly unconscious, like absolutely unconscious. And luckily they had a, a phone. Someone who found them was able to pull up the medical ID. When they called 911, they were able to give a lot of that information and that helped expedite a lot of things for them. So very important to fill this out and keep it up to date. Um, yeah. yeah. Because yeah, again, this is what... Especially if you're yeah. terribly unconscious, as you said. I mean, not just unconscious, but if you're yeah, terribly yeah. unconscious. I mean, like, like 100% <laughs> unconscious. Like bad, bad unconscious. <laughs> like all the way unconscious. Right. Um, good point. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that was kind of that was kind of dumb. For you to <laughs> that's say, okay. Right? That's all right. Yeah, I like so. it. So, so that's but, the, but the you can see, Alan, yeah, mm -hmm. here's the, the – it. this shows you what I've enabled it to do, which is share my information on emergency calls, which says that if I were to actually – you know, even on my watch, I think if I were to tell it I need to call an emergency or I need to, you know, on the uh, lock screen, go to the emergency, it will then share that information with the emergency services and then also have it on my lock screen so that uh, someone else who grabbed my phone could be able to see, you know, blood type. Am I an organ donor? Obviously, if uh, these are the things that, that people need to know in emergencies. And, and Brian, just I'll let everybody know. Where you choose those options is if you were to go up to the edit button up in the top right corner on this okay. medical ID screen, you would be having a list of where you can enter some of this information. But there's also two toggle boxes that you can uh, switch on. One of them is, do you want to show the emergency access when your phone is locked? And do you want to share it during an emergency call? So if you turn both of those on, it does mean that somebody can get to your medical ID information when your phone is locked. Or when it's when you're trying to make an emergency call, this uh, the option comes up to be able to show that as well. Yep, yep. So that's good. And that does not mean that they have any additional access to your phone. 
right? right? That just means that there's one piece that it's going to allow to come through um, when it believes that it's important to do so. So is the screen that you're seeing right now, this medical ID screen is what they would see. Okay, great. Yep. Good. All right. So uh, let me go back here and show you a couple other things. So on that screen, um, yes, I know people are. <laughs> Don't cash so, out someone is jumping on me about my about my weight. Yes, uh, we have somebody asking uh, about your weight. <laughs> really, Quentin, to clarify, is that really actually your weight? Um, yeah, thank you, Mr. Hartman. Uh, yes, <laughs> that is my that is my weight. Uh, I may not have updated that recently. I I can neither confirm nor deny as to whether that mm. weight is higher than that at this point or uh, lower than that. But good. thank you for good, good, calling good attention to that. Yes. Good question. Um, so if we're looking at the the information on the health app here, yeah. I mean, I think it's incredibly important to visit that first, yeah. uh, give access, put in there the emergency contact people so that if someone were to get this and you need to, uh, to have someone contact that they'll know who to contact, um, and once you do that and you're actually putting in your, your height and weight, uh, that's information that, and I'm kind of jumping ahead to some of our tips uh, on this, but revisit that, right? Revisit mm -hmm. that often, right? That's not only giving information for the, the medical assistance, but it's also helping to provide the foundation for good data to come out of the health app. So, well, and just like you were saying with tracking that. movement, it, to be able to really approximate how far you've walked for example, it has to know your height in order to get the approximate here, the, 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 your, your, uh, steps, the span yep. of your steps and all that. It takes all that in the to give you the most accurate data you can. So yes, having your, right. your health details up to date, height, weight, and so forth. Um, height, you know, you pretty much have to enter. There's not really a app necessarily to automatically give your height for you. Yeah. Weight. Obviously, there are some tools we can talk about in a minute, some other things yep. to help with that. But getting those health details in there is important. You're right. Yep. The other thing that I'll just point out really quickly here is that so there's a bunch of features in the, in the middle. Those are things that I would highly suggest going to, going through kind of painstakingly going one by one to confirm, is this the way I want it set up or not? Do I want my health records to be delivered to my doctor? Do I want them mm -hmm. available? Do I want to download? I went actually today, the first time I'd ever exported all of my health data, mm -hmm. just in case something were to go wrong. I exported that, put it on my computer so that I have a backup of that. Um, and also I think notifications are important, you know, notifications where you can actually set it to let you know when certain things are happening. Could be certain things that are bad. It could be certain things that are positive, but letting it know what it is you want to be notified about. Because again, the goal of something like the health app is that it's it's running in the background, it's consolidating lots of information, and it would be great if you could gain information from it that you weren't already aware of, right? So, I mean, we don't have this to say, oh gosh, it's telling me what my weight is because I already knew that. But it is then telling me, you know, whether my fitness is improving or decreasing some of those factors. So, so I would suggest going in there. The other thing is that the, uh, at the bottom, this is probably pretty important as a first step is to go in and make sure what apps you have on your phone that could give the health app some information. All right. So I'm going to click on apps here and you'll see that I have a, a few different apps that have, uh, that I've given access to my health app. So, for example, uh, MyFitnessPal, right, is a great fitness. I think, Alan, we did a, 
may have done a bit on that uh, a you couple did. of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a great uh, app where you can actually put in what you're eating and getting your calories consumed. And But it also has a way of updating your um, some of the, the runs and things that you go on. Uh, Renfro, a Renfo uh, is my scale, my digital scale. So every time I step on the scale and, and measure my weight, and yes, Jeff, that was really my weight, um, it is actually going to log that. And then I've given, I've given the health app access or permission to get that information from the Renfo app. So that's really so let, helpful, yeah. right? Yeah. Let's, let's kind of back up and make sure everybody's following along with this. So when you, if you want to have other health information piping into your Apple Health, if you download an app, that is compatible with Apple Health. And that's important too. It's just like we've talked about in the past, Brian, with HomeKit or some of these things that you have to see either that icon or have to see that it does work with Apple Health. Because there are some health-related apps out there that don't communicate with Apple Health. Most do. I mean, I think it's pretty easy, common standard for it to share. But So we want to make sure if you get an app that you want to use – the Renfro, like you mentioned, I mm-hmm. just got a Renfro uh, scale as well to replace my uh, wise oh, one that was uh, <laughs> not helping me very much. Um, or was and it? It, it, it did require you, really, it did help, unfortunately, the wrong way. It it did require you to download the Renfro app, which is fine. Yep. But the only yep. thing that Renfro app is doing for me is it is then now connecting to my Apple Health. So when I step on my digital scale it knows to pass that data right into my Apple health app. And that's what I want. So, yep. so these yep. are, these are apps that are basically gathering more data for you to feed into Apple health that the iPhone by itself is not collecting for you natively. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so if I, if I connect or if I click on Renfo here mm-hmm. and it's saying, these are the things that uh, I have given it access to if sure. that app were to gain them. Right. So, mm-hmm. of course, it only gains a few things like the body fat percentage and all of that because it's a scale. But if they had other devices, these are I've gone in and just said, you know, turn it all on and I'll have it how access any of it. Right. It's allow my health app to grab any of that information because it's going to make my health picture uh, more accurate. Um, so with each of these, you're telling it what to have access to, what you're allowed yeah. to gain from that particular app. And then as you uninstall those apps, you can see they're still there. If you, and, and this is helpful because if I click on that, it's showing me these are the things that you at one point were using with the health app, but no longer yeah. have on your phone. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of good because every once in a while you might realize, wait a minute, I deleted an app and I didn't realize it was actually helping me for some of my data. It for example, my con- data Connect app, right? The Connect is for Garmin. Mm-hmm. I don't use a Garmin anymore, so I got rid of it, but... I also now know that if I ever got a garment again, I need to make sure I go and turn it back on so that I am kind of collecting that information, uh, sleep yeah. at, uh, sleep information and everything. So, so, so Brian, by having these additional apps now connected, and these are just apps, again, you installed on your phone. When yeah. you connect them, when you uh, install, uh, put them on your phone and you open them up, generally speaking, they should give you a prompt of some sort somewhere in there if you want to say that you want to connect the app to Apple health. And just right. like, uh, just like where it asks you on apps, if you want to have notifications turned on, or if you want to, uh, share your contacts or calendar with the app, 
it's going to ask you the same thing about Apple yeah. Health. Do you want to share this data that this app is now going to collect with your uh, Apple Health? And we're recommending yes if you want to use Apple Health as kind of your your hub of all your health information. Yep. yep. Okay. Good so, time. you know, once you connect those up and then they start to feed in all of a sudden your data and what's really kind of kind of cool about it is that the data starts to show up, but it doesn't necessarily tell you, you know, here's where it came from. Right. So it's not right. like you're looking at your summary and going, oh, well, OK, this came from this and this came from this. This came. You can dig in and find that out. But it just seamlessly comes together to give you your health picture, which I think is. It really just expands really all those things that you're seeing. So at the beginning, yeah. you're just seeing a very small list of the things you have as you're adding more apps or devices that are compatible with Apple Health. You all of a sudden you come back to your Apple Health menu and you've got more things that you now have access to, more data, more categories to work with. Right. Right. Cool. And yeah. you'll see there not only the apps, but the devices. So the devices would be like your watch and multiple phones. What I love about this as well is that every time you upgrade a phone, you're not losing your previous data, assuming that you have iCloud uh, connected and it's saving your data. So as I look here at devices, you'll see several old phones. You'll see several watches or at least several times that I've reinstalled software on this same watch. And it's uh, keeping track of all that, uh, all that data. Yeah. So historical Good. data as well. Um, yeah. In research studies, I, I'm a big fan of sharing data with research if it's, if it's useful. So I've kind of turned on research studies and said, let me know if there's any data that you want of mine for a research study. And, uh, and I let it pretty much take anything of mine other than my medical data. I'll let it take all of my health data if it wants. So, uh, so that's just me. I, I, t- I turn all that on. So that's, that's the profile. And I would suggest when you get into the health app, go to the profile, go through each section one at a time, make sure the things are turned on that you want to turned on. And, you know, it's dialed in in terms of its uh, ability mm-hmm. to be able to give you notifications and all that. So sure. uh, that's kind of the initial start. Make sure that all the data is coming in that you want. Um, then you can come back and you can decide which of this data is really important to you. It's all being collected at this point and all being gathered. Mm-hmm. But in several of these, Alan, and this is where you can you can kind of create your own favorites. So mm-hmm. if everybody looks down at the bottom of the screen there, as you know, we've been on browse at this point, which is showing all of these sections. And I can go over to favorites and favorites would be all the ones that I've told it. This is what I want on my front screen. So when I come to health, this is actually what I want to see. I don't need to see everything that you're collecting on me. I only want to see the things that are important to me uh, as a quick snapshot. So I can kind of scroll through and I've had in here the, the cardio fitness, exercise, resting heart rate, steps. Um, you can see walking steadiness a little bit more about in a minute, uh, workouts. And then, you know, it's got some highlights down at the bottom, which I think is really cool is that the health app does a nice job of telling you what it thinks you need to be aware of, right? And that you may not be aware of yet. It brings on articles and says, hey, by the way, your resting heart rate's a little high. Let me tell you what resting heart rate is and let me tell you how you can, you know, improve it. Yeah. Um, it's so it's, it does a really nice job. And I think this is something that more people just need to get into and start coming to on a little bit more of a regular basis to, to get this info. So if I can, let me share, because I want to share something here real quick. Um, so for example, if I'm looking at my activity, talking about this whole favorites on the summary tab, and let's say I look at my uh, stand hours 
as a metric there I turn on. And I go to look at this and I can see some of my information. There's an option down towards the bottom under options. It says add to favorites. And if I star that, then that now is going to become on part of that summary front page of favorites. So you can really, like Brian was saying, really customize what you want to see on that front page. So each item in your health app, if you go down, does have an option to allow it to be added to the favorites. So you could have an item to your favorite now, Alan. Yeah, go back to your favorite while you're talking there. Just yeah. And it should be there. Right? And stand hours is right there in the middle now. Yeah, it was not there yep. before. So yeah, so all that gets added. So that's great. I mean, again, you could have an uh, your summary could be one item from sleep, one item from activity, one item from anything. Just the things that are the most important to you that you want to view at one quick view. This is it. That's the summary is customized to you to view what you want to see up there. Yep. And yep. then, like I said, also recommendations and other things and highlights that the Apple health app is putting together for you to see are all available as well. So, yep. And Alan, I'll give yeah. one more real quick piece of advice there too, if you scroll all the way up. So the way that you went through it is you were actually looking at the data that you thought was really interesting and said, give it a favorite. You can yeah. also go up to the top and click edit. And then if you click edit, it allows you to see all data oh, and you can well, click another start way things it. there. Yeah. Yep. But you know, the way you showed it means you can actually see what that data is, you know, and then right. shows that it's important here as if so you know what you ways. want to see, yeah. right? You can two go different ways to add it to your summary, right? You can either see it in a quick list like this, where you just know what categories you're looking for and you go to it, or you go and find the data throughout your health app. That's important to you and yeah. then add it to your favorites from there. Great. And you can also remove them, customize, change them up over time. However you wish to by editing here. Great. Good call. Yep. yep. All right. I'll bring it back over so, here. Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, if you did just that, right, you went in, you went to your profile, you set it up, made sure you had your medical ID information, make sure you were sharing it with the appropriate people, make sure you were being, you know, medically conscious. Uh, and then you also went to some of the fitness things and said, all right, these are things that are important to me so that I can see what's really important on my summary so that you're you're getting a notice of that uh, more mm-hmm. uh, more regularly. Then I think it's also important maybe that we talk just a few minutes, Alan, if you don't mind, about um, some of the things that you may not understand why it's collecting that or what that data can really be useful for, right? Mm-hmm. And this sure. is where I geek out a little bit in my world, right, in the uh, the exercise science world. But um, All right, and for those of you watching at home, this is possibly the part of the show where Alan may start drifting off, yeah. like we talked yeah. about at the beginning of the show. So if you see that, Give us a thumbs up. Let us know. I saw Alan's Alan zoning out. So yeah, Brian, go ahead. All right. So that's my challenge, right? Make you zone out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's take a look for, for just a, a few things here. I'm going to go back to the browse. And as we said before, the body measurements, that's something that you'll want to make sure that you're inputting uh, on your own, or if you've got uh, some things connected through outside sensors. Um, but the other uh, elements here, so let me just go to activity really quickly. Um, and you'll notice that activity, as we talked about before, has things like energy, resting energy, active energy. It's trying to give you a, an estimation of the calories that it thinks you're burning with each of these uh, uh, each of these areas. Um, I would also kind of draw your attention to cardio fitness, right? If you're someone that really is kind of interested in um, whether or not you are getting fitter as a person, you know, when we talk about cardio, cardio is your ability to 
to do activities for a longer period of time, right? The ability to be able to have endurance, right? Which of course is a very important uh, factor uh, with fitness. So not just can you lift a lot of weight, but can you can you continue to exercise for a longer period of time and uh, potentially use less or use more of the oxygen that your body is bringing in? Um, it will actually give you estimates of what's called this VO2 max, right? And I think that's that's a really cool measure. It's normally something. Now, this is and I mentioned this is an estimate. Okay, the way you the way you would truly measure VO two max is you've seen the you've probably seen videos of of people doing this where, you know, they're on a, a bike and they have a, a a gas mask on and the you know they're breathing into this mask as they're going and basically it's going into a big device and what it's really doing is say it's trying to see how much oxygen you're taking in. And then how much of that oxygen you're actually using? Because if you use it, it turns it into CO2 and you send it out, right? But if you, if I'm really out of shape, and Alan, I can see you start to glaze over a little bit. But if I'm really out of shape, right? If I'm not very fit, then I'm going to breathe air in oxygen and I'm going to breathe it right back out because my body's not using it, right? So okay. what VO2 max is, VO2 max is basically saying what's the what's the amount of oxygen that my body can use effectively? So at the kind of the muscular level, can it use that oxygen? And if I can, then I can, then I can do a lot longer of fitness activities, right? If I can actually take the oxygen that comes in, in my bloodstream, use it. So what this does is this gives you a estimate of what your fitness level is. So when you say, you know, I can go run a mile in this amount of time, well, that's great. That could mean that your legs are longer than mine. It could mean that you actually ran faster than me, or it could mean that you're fitter than me, but you don't really know. But if this is taking into account things like heart rate, things like blood oxygen level, right? It's saying that it's taking a much more uh, detailed uh, look at your fitness. So if you've got a watch, if you've got a watch that allows you to look at heart rate, uh, and then it's able to kind of give it, give itself a calculation of cardio fitness. I think that's a really important. It's kind of like Alan is, is taking the difference between weight and body fat percentage. We know that weight isn't a really good measure of how fit you are, but we know body fat percentage is a much better measure, right? I mean, I could tell you I'm 182 pounds, which Jeff is making fun of at this point. But what really important is not how much I weigh, but it's how much of that weight is muscle and how much of that weight is fat, Right. So that's a much more deep uh, way of looking at fitness. This is the same thing about cardio. Cardio is telling you, you know, your VO2 max is what it's estimating as your ability to do fit activities. So if I run faster and I breathe heavier and I also am able to go longer while keeping that heart rate at a certain rate, then that's going to give me a better uh, cardiovascular measure. So these are things that the health app can do. Uh, but people often I, don't necessarily know why they should do that, right? So they should be. I never would have guessed you were. I never would have guessed you were a professor if I hadn't like, you know, <laughs> been sitting here listening. Well, I never would have guessed you were a student because the way you're nodding off. That's exactly <laughs> actually. I would think that actually. I would think that tips me off as a perfect student right now. So, um, no, okay, no, I, I. So that's that's really helpful. Actually, I did not have that metric being. I mean, it's being tracked because I have an Apple Watch. I, I, I didn't even realize it was there. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so turn it so, on, right? It's one of these things that you may yeah. you may not realize it's being collected. If you have a watch or if you have some way of measuring something that has heart rate, 
uh, it's going to start giving you estimates of that. And now I will say it needs for it to do this. It needs you to actually do an activity for a longer period oh, well, of time. Okay. Well, then so like if you just go and you, you know, uh, do short walks and all of that, but if you, it'll say like, if you go for a 30 minute run, we'll actually get a baseline of what your actual VO2 max is. But what it, what's at that point, then it starts to, to be able to show you trends. And I think trends are what's really important here. Am I getting better? Or am I getting worse over time with lots of these things? So, yeah. um, so as you can see here, it's got all the, the workouts, some areas, different categories. I didn't tell it I wanted these in there. These were just workouts that were tracked via my watch. Um, so as you can see, you know, there's a lot of things that it still could do if I actually chose to turn those on. So, you know, the activity, mm-hmm level is taking the workout app and the information that is being brought in through that. And right. it's trying to give you an idea of your activity. All right. Total All right. Let me, let me, let me pause and, and back up and clarify for everybody there. So, so Brian mentioned the workout app. So we haven't really mentioned that yet, but right. there is a workout app on your Apple watch. If you have an Apple watch that will try to detect if it thinks that you are, or you can actually open it up and start one manually if it thinks you're doing a workout routine and that could be a uh, indoor outdoor walk could be on a treadmill could be uh, any kind of cardio work could be uh, um, you know, different uh, classes that you may be taking. If it detects that it's going to ask you, yeah, cycling. Sure. It's going to ask you, do you want to record this as an activity as a workout activity? So a, that's good. If you, let it do that because then it's going to be a little more focused on the data it's trying to collect from that activity. But again, it's going to feed all of that in. As you can see, Brian's summary there, it's got the, he was scrolling up earlier and you saw some different kind of specific workout activities it was showing. And that's because it was tracking that the swimming distance, the swimming strokes, the cycling distance are all coming from that Apple watch detecting those workouts that are happening there. So again, everything Brian is showing you so far, pretty much, if you have a phone and a watch, you're getting all this. Get is that correct, Brian? Is there any yep. other equipment or no, device that you have that's feeding data into this? Other than other than you know body fat percentage, which comes from my scale. Your scale. Um, right. But other than that, uh, it's watch. The watch is okay. pretty much doing okay. everything. And I would say, if you really do get interested in, you know, taking health to a different mm-hmm. level, having the watch along with the the phone. I mean, it just opens up so many different metrics and yeah. so many uh, kind of things that you might want to be aware of. So, okay, um, let's hit a couple more highlights of some interesting things here. Yeah, let me let me just let me call attention to a couple of things. So, hearing, you know, that uh, the the health app will also be able to track whether it's from your your watch. I think also from your AirPods. Yeah, which are AirPods or even I'm not sure it's for the wired ones too as well, Alan. But it'll tell mm-hmm. you. Here was the, um, let's see if it will tell me this. There yeah, we go. You know, My headphone audio, audio levels. levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if that's I, wired as well as um, I only use uh, wireless these days or I have in a long yeah, time. It's but, any of them. It's any okay. headphones. Mm-hmm. So it's basically telling you, are you turning your headphones up too loud? Uh, is that going to be a concern for your hearing one day? Uh, you know, it's telling me the notifications it's giving me based on my headphones. If it was too loud one day, uh, noise, which would be coming from your watch. If you turn it on and say, Hey, tell me if I'm in an environment that is damaging to my ears and it's recognizing when things are really, really loud. And it's going to let you know that. So there's some, there's some incredibly cool things from the hearing that can happen. Uh, heart is, you know, if, 
as we get older, this is where I think things like a uh, an Apple Watch can be incredibly helpful and beneficial. Um, so if you've got an Apple Watch, uh, not only does it things like fall protection and all of that, that can be really beneficial, but, you know, just, you know, getting your heart rate is one thing. Right. I mean, that's that's kind of a, a, a gimme. You can get that from all sorts of different wearables. Right. These days you can get your average heart rate. And of course, what's really key about heart rate is not only your resting heart rate. OK. And resting heart rate is kind of a, a general assessment of how fit you are. So if your resting heart rate is really low, that means that your body can function with less beats circulating, um, you know, your blood and your oxygen throughout your body than someone else. And if you're not very fit, then your heart has to beat more constantly, even just to, to do standard things like sitting and, you know, and, uh, and relaxing. So I will say, if you're really interested in that, Alan, your, your data is probably a little bit more, um, a little bit more interesting, uh, here. So your, cause you, you wear your watch when you sleep. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. So, so you know, me, that's uh, the key way to get resting heart rate is to to wear your watch when you sleep, because that's the yeah. the true resting heart rate is when you wake up in the morning before you've even started to move. What you know, how many beats per minute is your heart uh, uh, having to beat? And that's telling you how fit you are. Right. If you've got a you know, we'll get in, we could get into stroke volume and all that other stuff. But basically, if your heart doesn't have to beat that fast in order for mm-hmm. you to do just resting activity, it means you're you're efficient means your body's efficient. And as you get more efficient, it has to beat less to do the same amount of work. So mm. so that's where resting heart rate is really important. And you'll want to see that over time. You want to see that hopefully I have a lower resting heart rate, uh, which means that I'm fitter. And it means that my heart is more efficient in what it's doing. So hey, Brian, being really the important. as the resident kinesiologist and yeah. exercise scientist, uh, is this good for me? I mean, 50s are good. Yeah, 50s are good. Uh, are they know, really good or is it? No, no, or is it, no they're, they're, no, good. Okay. they're good. No, they're really good. Yeah. I mean, so an average resting heart rate is usually in the 60s to 70s, and it kind of depends on what real resting is. But 50s is good. 50s okay. is good. Means that, I just you know, want to, I just, all I care about is am I, am I, am I okay? You're, you're good. good. You're good. Right. Yeah. Good. You're, you're, you're good. We're not concerned about you right now. Right. Awesome. So, um, yeah. And then you also see, you know, some other really interesting things about the um, what it's getting from heart rate. And, Ken, and this is coming from the the watch, but it also get from <laughs> we're getting. Some, I, I'm getting yeah. validation from from viewers, which is great. Thank you, yes. Shane. I'm glad to know I'm good. Yeah. Shane, I, uh, Shane is. I really do. Yeah. I, I, and I'm all seriousness. I really don't know what these numbers mean, good or bad. So it's very helpful to hear. I could really say, mess with you right now. Right, and I'm okay. Helen, you. you need to go to the doctor right now. <laughs> yes, if you if you'd seen my numbers, they'd be like, um, Alan, I want you to stop the recording right now and call your doctor. Yeah. All right. So, what else we have? So, are some other so I just I think so just a couple of things to to, to note: um, variability, right? Variability mm-hmm. is basically saying you know over time how variable your heartbeats are, okay. and of course you don't want a crazy amount of variability, right? But you want your, you want to recognize when that variability becomes an issue. And I think this is really the key here, right? Is that if you've got these things turned on, the health that becomes kind of your resident digital doctor to where it's taking all that information and say, hey, by the way, something looks a little off or something mm-hmm. has changed. And I think that, you know, for everybody, 
This is why I say if you're going to use an app like this, whether it's the health app or whether you're using some other thing like MyFitnessPal, look at change because change is what tells us, you know, what's happening, uh, whether or not, you know, if my, if my, you know, I could have, I could have a measure of body fat that wouldn't be that valid. I mean, stepping on a scale that tries to tell you body fat percentage really isn't the most valid way of doing it, but it is somewhat reliable in that if I continue to step on that scale and I see my body fat percentage go up, that's a bad thing. It may not be that my body fat is actually that percentage, uh, and it may not be that my heart rate variability is actually this level of variability. But if I see that number change from the same metric yeah. or from the same device, then that could be a problem, right? And that's well, what's really good about that. And this. that's what the Apple Health app notifications are really focused on, too. They're looking for notifying you of when something changes. There's a specific right. set of notifications you can turn on for trends, meaning if it starts to see something trending in a direction, that's when it's going to notify you. Because, I mean, if you're at a certain level and it stays that level, like you said, that level may or may not be 100% accurate, but it's consistent. It's when it sees it's starting to trend in a negative direction is it's going to notify you and say, hey, this is starting to starting to move in a way you want to pay attention to. So Right, right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's why you want to continue to check in with this, not to be overly stressed about it and say, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm you know, very anxious to see what's going on. But if you start to see trends and and the app has gotten even better, I hadn't have not been in recently, uh, you know, I'm not taking my own advice, but have going in again and it says, okay, here's a trend that's changing or here's a trend that you need to be aware of uh, is something really uh, important to do. So keep looking at it. Um, I'll also mention one other thing, and this is something that uh, you may not realize that it's doing because it's only been doing this actually for the last I think maybe a year or so, um, is changing its recognition of, or it's getting much more sensitive in terms of this mobility section. And so mobility, um, it's kind of cool because it's starting to analyze the way in which you're mobile, not just like how far you went and, you know, how fast you got there, but it's starting to recognize the way in which you get there. Right. You can see here like the step length, right. It's taking the, what it thinks is the average of your general steps as you're walking right? The length of that step or the speed at which you walk. Um, as you can see here, this is another really cool one, this double support time. Okay. This is actually, this is looking at my gait and gait is, you know, the way in which we walk, right? So double support time, just for people to know, is the amount of time in your walking gait in which both feet are on the ground. So as I get older, I'm probably going to shuffle my feet more, Right. Mm-hmm. Which means that if both feet are going to be on the ground more. Right. That's called increased double support time. And double support time is something that you do to protect yourself later in life. But it also could be something really interesting if maybe I'm not that old and I started to increase my double support time. That could mean that I'm slowing my gait pattern or that I'm protecting myself or that something else is happening cognitively, neurologically that I'm not aware of. Um, so I think it's it's incredibly cool to to have it tracking this, right? Whereas a few years ago, it wasn't doing that. It was just doing like a pedometer. How many steps did it think you were taking? Um, you've got things like uh, walking asymmetry, right? To say whether or not it believes that your you know, step on one side of the body is different than the other side of the body. So maybe you have a limp or maybe you have a slight limp that you weren't aware of um, in the way in which your your stride is going. That could be the sign of, 
you know, the result of a stroke or the result of something that is, you know, an injury based, right? So you're starting to recognize that the asymmetry of your walking is a problem. These are all things that I didn't even realize it was gathering until a couple of months ago when I pulled it up and I'm like, oh, wow, it'd be really nice if Apple did a better job of letting you know that it was doing this because this is really well, fast. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Brian, this is looking at mine. I just thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, um, please do. Uh, so my, I, and I, I, I joke, my walking speed's like triple what yours was today, but I also know why, cause, uh, I'm a mall walker. I do a lot of walking around the mall at super fast Ooh. speed. <laughs> I don't wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that would explain it. Though. Um, that would have been awesome. Yeah. I was, I was doing quite a bit of walking a lot, a lot faster pace today. So it makes sense, but that's interesting. Yep. I, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, you get it today and of course I would just really, um, stress. If you're going to look at this, try not to look at today that much. Right. Right. Because so really when you start looking at today, it's like, all right, you know, that could have been a lot of things, but if you start looking at six months yeah. and starting to see whether or not you see a trend line at six months, Right. Mm-hmm. That could be a really interesting thing to say, wait a minute, I'm wow. doing, you know, my average walking speed is, you know, been trending upwards or downwards or my double support time is trending upwards. Really, it really cool things to, to recognize and, and things that I didn't realize that even the health app was doing. Um, but they can be fascinating um, to be able to. It's still amazing. All of this collected by your phone and your watch. Right. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yep. There's not a, there's not anything else that's contributing this on my end. Um, the other things I'll just mention, Alan, uh, you mm-hmm. said mobility is great. Nutrition is great. If you can have an external app, right. There's some other things we can feed that well, in. Yeah. Let's, let's clarify this too. I want, to, want people to understand. Yes, yes. Nutrition data is great to have in your Apple health app. Um, any of the apps you can get. So Apple health by itself will not do anything to track your nutrition, but you right. can manually go in and try to enter things, you have always yeah. a ability to add in your own manual data points on things. But if you get an external app for nutrition, mostly it's going to be where I know some apps uh, you can key in very quickly and easily, like what you just ate and yep. how much of it. Yep. Some of them will let you take photographs of food yep. and try to analyze mm-hmm. from that. So, but again, if it works with Apple health, it'll feed it into your nutrition tab, but out of the gate, I think that's right. nothing's it in nutrition. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not. It's not. It does not have a fitness. Although I think that's probably coming. I think that's going to be one of the things that'll allow you to build in. So my fitness pal, I'll, I'll I'll give a shout out to them again. I think that app is fantastic. But that allows you to go and, you know, there was a point in time where I was trying to keep track of everything that I was eating just to just to be aware. It's like, wow, how many calories am I really eating? You know, mm-hmm. and you'd go in and say, well, I just had two eggs, and I just had you know this half a cup of cereal and all of this, and it will then track. And if that's connected to your health app, it's going to feed in to say, you know, here's what uh, your nutrition stats are like. Um, Just some other things that, you know, it's kind of helpful to know the sleep. I know you do. I don't. um, But Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's really, uh, really a a great way to kind of recognize another form of your, uh, uh, your fitness. And there's Alan. Yeah. Yeah. So my sleep. You want to talk about uh, that just a second? Yeah, sure. So I, I do wear my Apple Watch to bed because I'm really in tune and wanting to watch my sleep. And I feel like that's the most accurate way to do it. They do have apps, sleep apps you can get that are meant to use your phone as your sleep tracker, your sleep monitor. It requires you to either have your phone under your pillow or somehow off to the side listening to your your noises and breathing. I just I like uh, having my watch on and letting it do my sleep tracking. So 
it gives me all the things I need in terms of, uh, you know, uh, the average time in bed and average time of sleep. But then if I really want to get a little more detailed with it, I can see the amount of consistency in my sleep, my heart rate during sleeping. Um, there's some other things I was, yeah. Um, where was it? Gosh. Well, Alan, everybody should notice, look at some of the, the things that are popping up. With oh, yeah, Alan here. Like the Here's my heart rate sleep. during sleep. Um, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, Alan, now slide back over to mine really quickly. Mm-hmm. Let me show you. So if I click on sleep here and I do not wear my watch to bed, yeah. it still is trying to get my sleep. But this is, is something pretty important to note that all it's saying is you had you had put your phone to charge mm-hmm. and then you grabbed it again. You can see the little gaps here, right? Like here was this morning where I got yeah. up at four and got on my phone and it's like, oh, you're awake. But it only yeah. knew I was awake because I grabbed my phone right now. This would be a lot more useful as you can see, everything stops right then. All it's telling me is my yeah. schedule. It's going to be a lot more useful if I would wear my watch to bed or if I would use one of those apps to have my phone recognize sounds and when I'm awake yeah. and all of that. So this is where the you one can thing I've understand this to make it yeah. incredibly useful. But don't, well, the one thing I've noticed with sleep, if you don't have those, yeah. Yeah. Apple Health is still fairly new and not as progressive on the sleep tracking within the app, Apple Health app. I get a lot more data from the actual sleep app I purchased to work and track my sleep. If I go into that app, it shows me the amount of actual restful sleep versus non-restful sleep. And it just shows me all my peaks and valleys throughout the evening. That data doesn't all get pushed in the Apple Health. The Apple Health app pulls a lot of the basic information I need from sleep, good enough to look at. But again, uh, there are some situations where the Apple Health is not going to get all the extent of data that it could from an external app. So it's going to, uh, uh, it's going to try to, you know, uh, pull in what it can, but you may be better right. served going to the external app to get some of that data. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're, if you're really into sleep, get, get either start wearing your watch to bed and, you know, get yourself an external, um, a third party app because they are a little yeah. better. Uh, cool. Or one of the rings, you know, that also will be able to to, to track some of that data. Um, that last thing yeah, I'll mention is, Alan, you mentioned yeah. just when we jumped on together before we started recording that your COVID vaccination had actually been uploaded mm-hmm. to your medical data, right? And that was done yes. without you you having any <laughs> input in that. You, you I guess, had connected well, through your... your uh, Correct. I had uh, Apple Health does allow you to try to connect your Apple Health data with your healthcare provider if your healthcare provider is part of a network that will actually interact with it. So I remember I had set that up quite a while back um, where I'd keyed in that, hey, I am part of this primary care group where I go to as my primary doctor. And it let me register my records there. And that was all in the settings. I'll kind of pull up where that is in a minute. But because of that, when I just happened to open up my health app today um, to look at it, there were actually notifications waiting on the summary page that said, hey, we, we noticed that you had uh, your vaccination records are now available to pull in. And even though I got my vaccinations, you know, last year and uh, months ago, they're just now coming available to me. So it did able to pull those into the Apple Health app yeah. automatically. And uh, I could also add them to my the vaccination cards to my Apple wallet, which is pretty cool. So That's again, cool. it didn't do a very good job of letting me know this, unfortunately, until I actually opened up the Apple health app. But 
I kind of like that things are starting to happen. Yeah. So I assume somewhere there was a, a switch flipped with my provider to start sharing this, that vaccination status back right. out uh, to that. Um, but I you know, doesn't that, that, doesn't that get you like super excited about the possibilities in the future that, you know, if you're someone that's, you know, if this becomes your portal, right. And, and of course there could be others through the Android app and all of that. But if this became your portal of this is how, this is where my health data is, you go and have a, you know, a, a, a doctor visit, they get your tests, they get all of that. And it starts to import in here because you've connected it. Now, all of a sudden, right. And then, I, I, don't, I think I, I don't want to get on my soapbox too long here, but I've mentioned this before that, you know, my hope is that all of this data that's being collected right now and, you know, 10 years from now, we find out, you know, God forbid I have Alzheimer's and I develop it, you know, uh, 10 years from now. And it's going to be able to go back and look and see my instability of my walking that started 10 years ago and or my uh, my double support time in walking started, you know, 10 years mm -hmm. ago progressively. And it's going to start to make connections and say, wait a minute, we could actually start to predict who's going to have this or who's more likely to have it. Because mm -hmm. now we have 10, yeah. 20 years of data from people's phones that they Good didn't point. even realize we were collecting. And I think that that's why, to me, I'm a big fan of if you can connect this with your healthcare provider, get as much data as it will allow you to. You can you can tell it you don't want to share that data with anybody. That's fine. But man, the more data that can be collected that eventually can be maybe de-identified data that can be shared, whether it's through research studies or just through the Apple platform, I'm telling you, you know, that, that we could we could find lots of really, really cool connections that we didn't know were there. Uh, and we just need data to do that machine learning Agreed. to start digging into right. it. So, yeah. So so just as a quick follow up on that. So, yes, uh, in your Apple Health app and your browse window down at the bottom, you have the ability to add an account. And that is if you want to search and see if your healthcare provider is available for connection. Now, if you, if I chose the one that I belong to, it's going to ask me some identifying information yeah. to be able to allow it to link up to make sure it's me, so forth. But once it is, as you can see, my Fry Care Physician Practices, which is my family care doctor, is there. And all of a sudden, I have the kind of clinical visits whenever I've gone into the office and had an appointment. It's updated that for me. Oh man, are and we going to a colonoscopy? Is there like, you know, video or anything that, that comes no. with that? <laughs> I, did I, I didn't tell you yeah. about my colonoscopy. Oh, did you I? did. Oh, you did. Yeah. yeah you mentioned Just it on the, you mentioned everybody, on the podcast. You everybody, mentioned on the podcast. Uh, oh, did I? I, I, I was yes, pretty public did. about it. Yeah. You I did. did. I woke up during my colonoscopy. Thank you. Yes. That's it. This happened to me. And, uh, I will never forget that, that, that Ooh, moment either. Really? So that was a, that was a horrific 45 seconds of my life that <laughs> will be permanently scarred into my brain. What are you doing down there? Okay. Yeah. So let's. But, um, but as you can see, because of that, now if I go to immunizations, it automatically pulled in my nice. immunizations, including the COVID vaccine, and it shows me all the data there from that. Very so cool. again, okay. so by connections, yeah, I need to try by connections yep. if you can get your healthcare provider, if they are a registered agent that is can be linked on this and you can find them on that provider list, you get them connected. Um, it, it's still up to them when they push the data back out to you. But if you've got the connection made, it can start to populate a lot of these things in there. So things like lab results and the medications I'm on are getting automatically populated from my doctor 
into my health app as well, which is great. Yep. So, uh, yep. yeah, the perfect world, Brian, is I can walk into a doctor's office and not have to fill out the same paperwork over and over again that I can honestly just say, look, it's all right here. It's automatically being shared and transmitted. They have everything they need. It can get easily moved to the right provider that needs yep. it. And I have access to it as well. So I can always see what they're seeing. And uh, we're getting close. We're getting yep. close. This is the closest, yep. even opening up today and seeing some of the updates. I'm feeling like we're closer than we've ever been on this. Yeah. So it's great. Alan, I should probably just legally, we should probably say at this point in time that please do not use any sort of digital app like this as a as a way of determining your own health or determining your own <laughs> medical emergencies, right? And this is something, I, you know, if anybody followed when um, Apple started, they, they came out with the, the watch that would allow you to do an EKG um, mm-hmm. to kind of do a look at heart rate variability over a period of time. Well, of course, it's not doing the actual EKG that would require sensors around your chest to be able to see your heart rate's true variability. Uh, But it's giving you an estimate. And I think that that's something you want to take with all of these. If, you know, if you see something on here that says, wait a minute, my, um, you know, I just got a notification that my heart rate variability is, you know, has increased that does not mean, oh my gosh, I'm having a heart attack and you know I need to call 911 right now. What that does mean, though, is that these are things that you should take as signs that potentially it's time to go see a doctor, right? And I think if, if that happens, if you are someone that looks at your app and starts to see trend lines and says, wait a minute, that that is concerning and it's not just a blip. Uh, and you reach out to your doctor and the ability to be able to go and show your doctor this and then say, well, let's do a true EKG. Let's do a different mm-hmm. test. Mm-hmm. And then we find out if you're okay. That's what this is all about, right? The okay. fact that Good point. the person that's out, you know, farming and doesn't realize these things are happening and waits until that once every two years that they go to the doctor to recognize this, that's what we want to get rid of, right? I would much prefer people to be a little bit more aware and reach out, get the the doctor to look at you and then say, you know, you're fine. That's okay. You know, I don't want this to be a hyper, you know, aware thing to where you're overstressing about it. But, you know, if we have the ability to see things prior to them being a real issue, uh, I think we should take advantage of that. So I think that, no, this is not going to be a diagnosis. This is not going to give you any diagnoses at all, but it can show you signs that hopefully will be helpful. And I look forward to the day where I can walk into my doctor's office, hand them my phone or touch my phone to a, you know, a, uh, a computer that they have and it downloads all of my health data from the last six months and they can look at it and say, do you see anything <laughs> that is concerning mm-hmm. on top of what you're going to do? I would love that. Right. Because, yeah. who, you know, we all know we've been to the doctor and we say, I, I have this pain, but guess what? It's not happening today. Sorry. I can't tell you where it is today, but if I have the six months data of something, you know, everybody, everybody wins in that case. Very uh, and I, I truly think it's great. Well, Brian, one last thing I wanted to mention before we wrap this up, talking about this. Uh, so we, we didn't even mention the middle tab on this app, and I'm just going to mm. quickly mention what this is, this sharing. We already talked about sharing yep. with your healthcare provider, but you can also share with other people, let's say family members or other people that you want to share this health data with. Think about it this way. You've got a, a loved one, a family member, son, daughter, anybody that wants to be able to have access to this data. You know, That could be helpful 
in, in a situation yeah. where you're not able to use the data for any reason, or maybe you're not in a state where you can really make the best use of it, but somebody else could and help help you with some healthcare decisions. So you do have the option of sharing, and it does say you can really control what level of information you're sharing with somebody. If you don't yep. want them to see your vitals, you don't want them, to, but you want them to see maybe your movement, or you want them to see your 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 stableness, or you want them to see some of that. You can pick and choose what you share with other people, and then um, so and they can also get notifications based on your data. So if they want to turn on a notification to say this person has given me access to show uh, their heart rate, and I'd like to be notified if their heart rate gets yep. above a certain level for a certain amount of yep. time then they can get notified. So again, we're just broadening this net of interconnectivity and sharing of data that we all are able to kind of watch and help the person we care for. So I, I think it's great. So definitely take some exploration. Don't just go in here and just check on everything and share everything with everybody, but you know, pick and be very strategic with it, but think about what data would be helpful for somebody else to use. Yeah, And uh, it's right there in the app to use. Yep. And That's I just right. want to quickly call out Shane. Thank you for uh, your comments you've been making along the way. I uh, appreciate you you listening. He's got some great ideas here of you know the data analysis at your fingertips and and you know the way in which we can use this in the future. So you know thanks for uh, thanks for listening and commenting. But yeah. you know I agree. This is this is something that is is there. Um, I think we gloss over it. I think you know even I, <laughs> who is really into this sort of thing didn't realize how much it advanced at every time it continues to get a, a, a little bit better. So I think, um, you know, Alan, can we just finish up maybe with quick, quick tips uh, and that sure. we've already mentioned a little bit, but please, you know, if you go to the app, set it up correctly, or at least set it up so that it's got your accurate information. If you wanted to use it for things like, um, you know, estimating fitness and all of that, go in and update when things like your, your, um, body, you know, body dimensions change. If your weight changes, if your height changes, go ahead and update that. So it has the most accurate uh, information. I think this app is much stronger. If you have some sort of peripheral device, a watch, um, you know, a, a band, something that's gathering uh, heart rate data. So please go and, and check that often. Try to use as many of these different third-party apps that you're comfortable with to bring in data so you get a better picture. Um, use the notifications, right? It's one of the things that I actually just today, as I was going and researching for this, went in and, and tried to change my notifications of let me know when there's some trends that are changing. Let me know when there is things that I need to be aware of. I want to know. I want to know these things. But before, I didn't think they was helpful because yeah. I didn't think the app was mature enough it's starter now and and um again just like the apple tv which was useless for me initially has now become my main place mm -hmm. in which i go to be able to look for uh content this is becoming my main place to look for health information so uh do go in go in often uh make sure that you dial it in so that it's collecting good data if you can get some peripherals to to get it a little bit more useful uh do that um and then I would say, make sure that, uh, you know, you're sharing it. If, if nothing else, if you use this as your medical ID and make it so that if you did have an accident, you had something that people would be able to have the information they need in order to give you help, um, then at a minimum, that's a, that's a great benefit here. So, yeah, I think that's absolutely the first thing. If you're going to get on board using this as a true a tool uh, on your phone, 
first thing is fill in your oh. vitals, fill in your ba- your body information and your own personal information, and then make sure that medical ID screen, like Brian mentioned, is filled out. Yep. Even if you choose not to share with anybody else, you don't want to share with your even your healthcare provider or whatever. This is all for emergencies. This is this medical ID is so that if somebody needs to get you help. Um, they have the information they need to do so. So. Yep. Yep. Good. So this is great. Good yeah. stuff. So I hope, I hope right. people will take advantage of it. If you have an iPhone, uh, look into it if you haven't already and, um, you know, and, and jump in and, uh, and see if there's some things that we can gain from it. Cause of course health yeah. and fitness is, is, uh, an important area that we need to be aware of. And, uh, and here's a great resource to be able to, to use. So, yeah. That's great. Well, this is very, very helpful and enlightening for me too. I mean, I've, I've used this health app in the past, but not to the extent I probably need to. And this got me a little more uh, reinvigorated to go in there and dig around a little bit and try to find some other uses for it. So thank you. We can tell obviously so I helped topic, you. Brian's very, I'm not going that far. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Apple has helped me. You yeah. just, Whatever. you just let me know about it. And that's basically all you did. Um, yeah. No, no, I can. You, I, you I, are Brian, one of my students. There you go. Brian's Brian's <laughs> very passionate about this, as you can tell, and uh, has yeah. a lot of experience in the field. So, thanks on that, Brian. Well, that's the Apple Health app. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Do, do you use it? Uh, are there reasons maybe you don't use it, or you use some other tool or device? Uh, uh, what some uh, metrics you're getting on Apple Health that are maybe the most meaningful to you that we didn't cover? We'd love to hear any of those comments from you. Yeah, and this is probably something I think maybe even warrants a follow up, Brian, in the future. So I kind of do a little bit of a refresh to see if there's anything new. As new versions of the Apple Watch come out in the phone, they're they're able to track and measure maybe more and more things than they have before. As more tools and gadgets come out that can sync up with Apple Health, it's going to provide you with even more information. So we'll definitely yep. plan on following up in the future. But in the meantime, if they do have some feedback for us, Brian, how do they go about getting a hold of us? Yeah, so you can send us an email at info at the mesh.tv. Uh, and as Alan said, let us know about your uses with uh, the Health app. Uh, or if you have other uh, external devices, sensors, things that that kind of enhance the use of this app. And actually, Alan, I don't know about you, but I, I'm not aware of the the Android version of this or the ideal Android version of this. So if you have okay. some experience with that um, and yeah, let us know kind you. of what would be the the app, kind of the equivalent or the concerns. Um, you know, I know there can be some security concerns, differences between Apple and uh, and Google, but um you know, let us know what uh, what you use, uh, if you have some advice or if you have some questions that we can uh, address in the future. So info at the mesh.tv. You can also go to our website at uh, www.brothers-in-tech.com. You can tell that my medication I'm not taking anymore because I actually read that appropriately. Uh, brothers-in-tech.com. Um, and that's where you can get uh, previous episodes you can uh, start to see information that we'll start to share uh, there regarding reviews and uh, other suggestions. I think, Alan, how long do we have before another uh, a suggestion? We just did a suggestions episode, right? Not long ago? Uh, I don't know. Ago, I, don't, I think we're close. Yeah, a couple of I think we're yeah. close. We might so be. we might we'll be see. in the next episode or two. We'll give you another mm-hmm. suggestion so, you know, where we come and bring some uh, advice on tech gadgets that you might uh, look into. So... I think Alan's got a couple that he wants to uh, potentially uh, uh, revoke uh, his previous uh, suggestions yeah. on, or at least uh, adjust. So uh, look look out for that. But that the, well, the look, website's where we'll actually put some of that information a little bit sooner. So 
Well, only because Brian, it is, uh, gosh, uh, only because it is pertinent to the conversation. We're kind of done. If anybody's already left us, that's fine. Uh, I just figured while I've got Brian here, I just want to kind of share this because it's funny. Um, So, all right, hold on. Let me turn this back off. So, yes, talking about revoking suggestions. I mean, I've I've shared with everybody the drama I had in the past with my wise digital scale. Oh, yeah, the scale. Which is right here in my hands. As a, as a paperweight. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You know what's underneath my feet right now? It's my trash can. And it's actually propped up against mm-hmm. the trash can ready oh, to go to, out perfect. to the trash. I did go ahead and get a new, uh, the Renfo digital scale that you, uh, that you mentioned earlier as well. And you happy with just it got so in far? a couple days ago. So trying that, but I wanted to show you, I just thought this was funny. Let me see if I can bring this up. Uh, um, hold on. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> As I look at um, my body measurements, <laughs> I want you to see something interesting yes, here. let's do that. As I look at, wait, I want you to historical? see this, um, this historical. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> the line to the left, which you see start like going down and it's actually at a pretty good level. Okay. That yeah, you were was feeling from, good about yourself, right? That mm-hmm. was from the Y scale. And then when it dropped down to that lowest point right down there, you know, the lowest little point. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am doing really, really good. I'm very happy. This is great. That's the moment somebody walked into my house and said, and tried the scale and be like, oh, this scale's not right. (laughs) (laughs) And sure enough, I tried to give it another day or two. And then when I got the new scale, I'm like, uh, yeah, it's definitely different. So, uh, anyway, I just thought visual presentation to show you can even see how it got I was feeling so good because this data was just going further down and down. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm doing so great. And then, uh, then I found out it was wrong. So yes, I have the new scale. So now I almost want to go back and I feel like I need to delete all the data points before just so it doesn't throw me off. You know, you're getting a ton of notifications. Like, what did you do? (laughs) I know. Right. Vacation. (laughs) Alan, slow down, take it easy. Whatever you're doing, you need to get back on track. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought while we're talking health, and I, I figured for the uh, well, very, very Jeff, few people still sticking around, uh, Jeff says you know. he he would just he would just say that the new one is the broken one, and just go with the old one, right? Just to make <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this, this new scale Thanks, doesn't Jeff. do anything right. Yeah, yeah. there's a no, there's really an exercise it was professor for you. Yeah, it was consistently thirteen to fifteen pounds off. So. Oh, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. My entire family yeah. was using that scale. In his crush. <laughs> we were all just devastated when we found that out. So anyway. Mm. All right. Well, that was it. I just wanted to get that in there while we're talking about uh, revoking some of our past uh, recommendations. Yeah. Uh, we may have some new ones to share here shortly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening to Brothers in Tech. Uh, we will be back next time with another tech-related to- uh, project or, or discussion topic. And also soon with some recommendations on a future episode. So stay tuned for that. Thanks, everybody. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, this is where I'm supposed to play something. So just wait. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I always forget to play this. All right. Bye-bye. It's only a tech podcast. You've been listening to The Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. 
All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.